Welcome back to the Give and Go. I am your co-host, Reynoso, here with my boy, Soltero. What's up, guys? I think we should start with the headliner, I guess, with uh, yeah. Canada. Yeah. Canada. CONCACAF's best team. Yeah. Starting off this tournament with a result that really, really frustrated me, man. Really, really frustrated me, bro. Chat, what did you guys think about this Canada match right off the bat? What did you guys think? Because I'm left so frustrated. Canada completely outplayed Belgium. Completely, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. You look at the numbers, like 20-plus shots versus Belgium, who had like five, six, or seven. Yeah. And they, they showed way more offensive prowess. They were more aggressive. They just played better, bro. They played better. And throughout the whole game, you saw me, man. You saw me. You saw the <laughs> frustration continue to build because yeah. they deserved a goal. They deserved to... To win this match, but Belgium comes out on top after one perfect play. Perfect ball over the top. Yeah, over the top where Mishi Bashuai, that's a tough name to say, yeah. uh, had a clinical finish, and he got the goal, and that's literally all Belgium did. Your thoughts? Yeah, the first 20 minutes, I think, exemplified why Canada are the best team in CONCACAF. Why Canada... Why we had Canada's being very electric because those dude those first twenty minutes were incredible, man. Tejan Buchanan on the other side, Davies just dribbling in and out between Belgium defenders. But then you saw Jonathan David working in that pocket. Eustachio just one one two combinations. But then he, he would do a long ball over the top, pinpoint passing accuracy. Atiba Hutchinson getting involved using his veteran experience, man. Uh, it was beautiful. Junior Hoylet and then Richie Larea on the other side, always getting involved. Canada were phenomenal yeah, in those twenty, in those first twenty oh, minutes. Yeah. Phenomenal, bro. And we get the penalty. And I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if I like Davies stepping up for no, it. I I, I thought it should have been a like a true striker like David. I just read a stat that Jonathan David has made nine of his last twelve penalties. Fuck. That that he, he's I just I, I get the idea from a leadership perspective. I get it in a sense of who he is, the, yeah. the the role he plays on this team. But outside of that, man, I, I don't think he had enough uh, responsibility for taking the penalty because there, you have Jonathan David on your team, man. Right. There's no reason to do that. Exactly. David's job in France is to score goals. David's job in in the Bundesliga is to not is to not let in goals, bro. So for me. Uh, I thought it was weird that Alfonso Davies stepped up for it. Again, I get it because he's the best player on the team, which he is maybe from a technical standpoint, and he has a Champions League medal. But, man, what I have loved, just at least the assurance of Jonathan David stepping up to take that penalty. After that, though, I didn't lose hope because we kept at it. Yeah. Canada just kept banging on that Belgian defensive line, really just – really wreaking havoc, breaking those defensive lines. And I thought we were going to get one, but Belgium stayed strong. They stayed stout. And even though they were super sloppy and had no real offensive possession, they were able to create a couple of uh, chances, break Canada's risky, uh, yeah. risky midfield, yeah. right? Because Canada were being really brave. Three up top and four in the midfield, and they were pressing high. So it left the three center backs completely isolated every single time. And so De Bruyne was able to break through a couple of times. So was Aiden Hazard. And I, I guess they were bound to get a chance or two. So once they were able to do that, uh, yeah, it, they ended up getting that ball over the top, and Bashuai takes it 1-0. Yeah. Uh, let me read some chat comments here. Davies' shot was easily read by Courtois, not a pro shot. No, it wasn't. Agree, man. it wasn't. I agree. It was so soft. And, and Courtois is going to say that all day, man. All if, he, day. if he just predicts the right way, that's an yeah. easy save. 
Canada dominated 80% of the game. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was really, really apparent that this Belgium team has completely dipped in quality, man. Yeah. It's actually kind of sad. If if De Bruyne had any sort of chemistry with Basuai, maybe they get to another goal in there. But there was nothing, nothing, There's bro. Nothing. And even with Kevin De Bruyne, man, I feel like today we saw a little bit of Chelsea Kev, man. Yeah, he was bad. He was bad he was overall. Super sloppy. His shots were completely off tar- targeted. His passages weren't in line with the other with the yeah. other players. It was truly surprising to see because that's a rare, that's a rarity, man, to see yeah. De Bruyne have a game that low of quality. And there was a chance within like the first ten minutes where De Bruyne broke the line, and there was a clear wide open Tielemans wide oh, yeah. open and De Bruyne didn't see him he went the other way he went the opposite yeah. way but Tielemans was wide open I have never seen De Bruyne waste an opportunity like that yeah. so De Bruyne looked weird today yeah. but it it just adds to the frustration as to Canada not getting a result out of this because Belgium in my opinion were poor especially when they tried to have offensive chances Sure, their backline, especially in the second half, bringing on Onana, for example, to shore up that midfield. Defensively, Belgium were good. They were stout. But in those first 20 minutes, the amount of chances that Canada created were, were too much to not score at least one goal. Mm-hmm. Even outside of that penalty, they should have gotten at least one other goal. So in my eyes, dude, Canada should have at least scored two goals, possibly could have scored three. And let's say Belgium finished another chance. I think Canada still should have won this game like three to two, for example. Yeah, yeah It dude. should have been something like that. I honestly, I feel like they had a lot of uh, World Cup jitters in this game. Yeah. Especially in that final third, man. Their decision-making was weird. There's one play where I think it was Jonathan David oh, was in the bro. box, and all he has to do is hand it off to his right. I think it's it was Larea. Larea, Larea was he, wide open. Wide open. He's one-on-one with the keeper. Doesn't see him, takes a shot, gets deflected, easy save. Yeah. I was like, these decisions they're making in the final third has to be because of their their nerves, man. Was, they, were, yeah. they weren't being themselves. And it's sad because everything building up to that point was incredible, man. Incredible. Their interplay was so good. Everyone was on the same page. Alfonso Davies, despite missing that penalty, he was awesome, man. He had a couple of yes. good dribbling displays that he put on, getting past guys, creating chances. But overall, in that final third, they just couldn't find that end product, man. Yeah, and the second half, I, I thought Canada were just going to try and continue, keep a good response going against this Belgian side. But that second half was weird. It was really weird, not just on the pitch, but did you see how quiet it Dude, was in that yeah, stadium, man? really quiet. I don't know what happened. Like, was all the fans, like, maybe hung over from the other day <laughs> and it was sleepy because it was, like, midnight? No way, because it started off pretty loud. It did. Yeah. No, that first half was awesome. But, dude, that second half... There was a weird energy, mm-hmm. and you actually called it uh, like at halftime. You're like, this feels like Peru-Denmark in 2018, mm-hmm. where Peru dazzled offensively, created so many chances against Denmark. Actually had a penalty and missed, missed one. Missed a penalty. And ended up losing that game. Uh, was one, it 1-0 or 2-1? Uh, it, it, either way, lo- losing that game by one goal. Yeah. And it seemed very similar here. And I, maybe the crowd sensed it. You know what I mean? Because, like, bro, for 45 minutes in that second half, Canada just started making weird decisions, and they started forcing it. In the 60th, 65th minute, Canada were just forcing balls to their offensive line, and they didn't need to do that. There was – they still had 20, 25 minutes left, but it looked like there was five minutes left. They were forcing way too many chances when they should have taken a more slower approach, but by the time it was the 80th, 85th minute – it, Canada just couldn't really yeah. get going. Yeah. It got really weird, bro. Yeah. I like this comment. Ricky Dos Santos. Oh, my God, Canada. They didn't score, but they showed the world that the, that they deserve to be in Qatar. And yes. That, that's something that I did like about this this game because yesterday we talked about – we made a poll, I think, or at least I asked the chat. Do you guys think 
Canada is overhyped. Are you on board with this whole Canadian train? And we had both sides where people said yeah. they're a really good team, and other people just said that they're they're an overrated squad. But I think after today, you have to give them their credit. They have something special going. Yeah. They just weren't able to get it ultimately in the end, which sucks, man. Sucks. That's what frustrates me. No. But I do think they deserve to be here. They showed that today, and they showed, in my opinion, that they're the best CONCACAF team. Oh, yeah. St stylistically, absolutely. I think we had honestly predicted that they would be really effective in this tournament and i think they were just they just didn't have the final product mm -hmm. today and I, I do actually think it's just down to world cup jitters like you said actually again kind of like peru in 2018 after not having been to a world cup in so long i think they just got a little nervous mm -hmm. just like peru did four yeah. years ago man yep. that's a that's a it's a perfect comparison honestly yeah. to highlight a little bit of positivity for belgium uh eden hazard Actually, had a pretty solid game. He it was a, good to see that. He had a couple good plays. Yeah, a couple good plays. When he was on the ball in that first half, he was he was solid. He was good. And then Thibaut Courtois, I think that's yeah, the other guy. I, yeah. I gotta, dude, at times he seems unstoppable. Yeah. Like, you just can't get past him. And I hated that Canada was chasing a game with him and goal, bro. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm just like, fuck, dude, that's Courtois. Like, Courtois. he's so tough to get by. Yeah. And he just continued that momentum from the fucking Champions League final. Same fucking performance, just stopping all these shots and being so solid back there. So... At the end of the day, Belgium gets the 1-0 win. They get three points in this group, whereas Morocco and Croatia, which we'll talk about in a second, each have one. Yeah. Canada ends in third or in fourth with zero. But overall, I haven't given up yet. It's no. not over because no, no, no. of that tie between Morocco and Croatia. Exactly. They are still very much in it. I think Canada faces off against Croatia, Croatia next, Morocco against Belgium. So let's see it, man. Let's see if they can step up and maybe this time around find that end product that they – desperately needed today yeah i i think canada definitely still have a good shot to get out of this group it's obviously not going to be easy we highlighted this group as being wide open all four teams are incredibly competitive i think that showed today with both games in this group to be completely honest for canada though just to keep analyzing them since they did play today i i think the only big negative that slightly worries me is their energy levels they expend probably 80% of it mm. in like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think it really showed in that second half, even though they knew they were still in it only down a goal, they really stopped like sprinting at players. They really stopped driving the way that they did in that first half. And I was like, huh, you know, maybe can't the way they, the way that they play, they almost have to capitalize in the first 20 minutes or they might not score. Yeah, it might be one of those fatal flaws of being so offensive so that'll be really interesting yeah. to see if we see a similar pattern in their next game because the way i see it i think croatia is actually beatable especially for this canadian side but if if canada don't score in the first 30 minutes i'm gonna start getting ptsd of this game <laughs> and i'm gonna be like oh yeah. shit are we even going to get a goal but the way that canada start if they start the same way that they did today canada can score against anybody yeah. No defense, I think, can contain a fresh 11 of Canada. So that's that's the exciting thing about Canada is because their offense, as we highlighted before, is completely unpredictable. They have so many offensive weapons, so many options, so many players make so many runs, and every single player has true quality on and off the ball. That showed today because for those first 20 minutes, bro, Belgium looked lost. They could not contain Canada offensively. And so that is a big plus but also a big negative for Canada going forward. Yeah, we had a viewer DM us on Instagram during the game, and he was like, this is my first time seeing Canada, but they're 
don't, they're like a mini Liverpool, is what he said, ah. which I thought was cute. Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of see it because, yeah. yes, so much energy is, exp- is expended in those first few minutes, but they're so dangerous during yeah. that first yes. 20 minutes, that first 20 minute segment. And we saw it today. I'm reading this comment here from Jerome Van Damme. He's an active user in this chat. We okay. see him often here. He says, I am from Belgium and I am in shame. Oh, Belgium. Shame. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't see how if you're Belgian, you would be proud of this performance overall. You honestly feel like you stole three points here today. Yeah, stole three points, and it's going to be one of those things where if Belgium don't improve their performances, they're either not going to get out of the group because maybe Morocco uh, surprises them, or they have an early exit in the round of 16. Man, Belgium were not good today. Yeah, they really weren't. Yeah. I uh, okay. I want to do. I want to look at some comments here and some some donations. We have a super chat from a. Uh, Black Wizard King 22, $2. Appreciate it. Where's Lukaku? Belgium really needed a target man today, and Bashuai wasn't it. No connection between him and, Ke- and Ke- Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, Lukaku has a slight knock. Apparently, he is going to feature later on in this tournament. Whether that actually happens or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, ob- obviously, regardless of how the form is for Lukaku, Belgium need him. And at the end of the day, uh, Lukaku starting for Belgium is a better Belgium. So absolutely, you can only pray that he gets healthy if you're Belgian. Dude, that, what do you think about those penalty calls? Cause, or that one, not that one penalty call, but the one they didn't call. Mm-hmm. One where uh, Hazard, I think, passed it back and it landed at one of Canada players' feet. Yeah. And they called it offside, but it came directly from a Belgian player. And then following that, it got tricky because there was a clash. Right. And so a lot of people are saying that that deserved to have been called as a, as a penalty kick. What do yeah. you think about that? I think it's obviously a referee mistake. Um, But the thing is, I'm actually okay that it wasn't called because at the end of the day, Canada already had a previous penalty called and they had so many chances to capitalize on. So sure, maybe it would have helped them to get a goal for a second penalty call. But bro, Canada made so many chances. They created so many opportunities. I actually don't even care that it wasn't called because Canada, without any penalty calls, should have won this game. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, it is a referee mistake, but Canada, Canada didn't need it. Yeah, they man. didn't need it. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm staying hopeful. I still think they can get to the second round. And so does our boy Jerome. And he says, I'm from Belgium. Love the Canada team. I hope they will get to the second round. So, hey, at least people know now. At least people know now. They're aware of this team. Yeah. And I just hope that this second game against Croatia, they can step up. Yeah. Ready to move to the next match? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. Or should I read a little bit of this chat, see what the people are saying? Canada passing the group, definitely. How about we do this? Uh, make a poll. Does Canada make it out of the group? Yes or no? Yeah. Simple as that. In the meantime, we'll talk about the next match, which was, which was Germany versus Japan. Yeah. And let me build this up a little bit because yeah, last sure. yesterday we had a stream mm-hmm. where we both sat down in these chairs and we previewed tomorrow the games that were in line for the next day. Right. And uh, that Germany-Japan match came up. And not only did you predict it yesterday, but even in your predictions leading up to this tournament, yeah, you stated that Japan would defeat Germany and make it out of the group. Right. They're saying, uh, Instagram folks are saying that uh, Saltero the octopus. <laughs> They're saying Saltero's sure. on one right now uh-huh, with uh, uh-huh. the way you pray Saudi Arabia and then Japan. Yeah. How you feeling? What do you think? Do you deserve a congratulations? What would you like, man? Do you want me to apologize? What the hell do you want from me, man? You got it right, dude. I, yeah, no, I know, but it doesn't feel great because I knew it was going to happen. Oh, this fucking guy. I mean? This fucking you guy. Y'all saying, see man? this? Um, no, but I guess to be realistic here, the game went exactly how I thought it would, except for how 
poor Japan was in the first half because I thought Japan didn't really show up in the first half. The way that Japan played in the second half was exactly what I expected from Japan in this game and for the rest of the tournament, to be completely honest. What we saw in the second half was true chance creation from any angle on the pitch. Midfielders getting involved, but what makes Japan very, very deadly is that every single one of their offensive options, whether it's Daisen Maeda if he gets the start, or uh, Ritsu Doan on the right, Junya Ito on the other side, whether it's Minamino or Kubo, every single one of those players are unpredictable. You have no idea what they're going to do once they get into your final third because every single one of those Japanese players can beat you off the dribble. They could beat you with combination play, a little give and go. They could just be smart, lay it back, or they do a little dink over the top and suddenly you have to track back and cover three other Japanese players that are making a run. Every single Japanese player is completely unpredictable going forward. And it showed on both goals, the German defense, who are elite defenders, got completely done in. Mm -hmm. The first goal, just brilliant combination play down the left, a a deadly cross into the box. Neuer parries it, but it goes straight to a Japanese midfielder, and he just slides it home. The second goal, just quick ball over the top, and a world-class touch from, um, from Asano, the uh, substitute. A world-class touch. It's dirty, man. Dirty. dirty. And it goes in stride. Actually, as soon as he touched it, he actually gains speed. Yes. <laughs> he keeps going, and then at a zero like degree. A <laughs> it was like a power-up. Yeah. Let's he go. Got, he got like a mushroom or whatever. <laughs> um, and a zero-degree angle roofs it over Manuel Neuer. It's 2-1, and then obviously the Japanese are an absolute yeah, ecstasy, ecstasy, bro. Man. One, of a, one of the most beautiful scenes I've seen in this World Cup, right alongside Saudi Arabia, going ahead of Argentina. And I lost my shit, man. I, I, oh my God, bro. I went crazy running around my apartment, <laughs> dude. I went off, bro. Cause I was just like, yes, let's fucking go. This is exactly what I expected to see from Japan. Because when Japan start combining as the way that we saw them do in the second half, I don't think any defense can actually stop them. Um, again, the only slight concern was why did it take Japan an entire half to get going? Because in that first half, Germany could have scored two, maybe even three goals because Japan just weren't on it, right? And that's what I did not expect. I expected Japan's performance in the second half. That first half was definitely concerning. And honestly, if you want to be critical of Germany, they were wasteful, actually. Yes. They created oh, yeah. a lot of good chances, round getting very forward, Musiala actually doing some good dribbling penetration. He uh, could have had a banger. Oh, he could have he had just a finished banger. it off, man. Yes. Exactly. Even Mueller got really involved offensively. Kai Havertz combining with his midfielders. Serge Navri doing good penetration out on that right wing. Germany dominated offensively and defensively in that first half, but they could only get a penalty at the end of the day. So very Pretty poor. Disappointing, very, very, very poor from Germany. But here's the thing. I expected that. My biggest problem, the reason why I don't see Germany getting out of this group is because this German side is the opposite of Japan going forward. They're very predictable, man. They really are. Sure, they're very good on the ball, and they have elite talent. Kimmich is one of the, probably one of the best center mids in the world, right? Muller is one of the craftiest players to have ever played the game. Kai Havertz is a the definition of a modern footballer, very good with the ball at his feet. But at the end of the day, if you just stay in front of your man and stay compact, Germany's not going to beat you. 
They're not. They don't have that creativity. Not the way that Japan do when they're flying, and nowhere near the way that Spain does, for example. And we saw what Spain can do today against their match in, against Costa Rica. So Germany are good, but they lack what it takes to be like a title contender, in my opinion. They lack players who can just do the unthinkable. Musiala can get there, but he's also still very, very young. He's not at the age where he can just say, give me the ball, I'll take care of this. He's not at that age yet, he's not at that level yet, but he's getting very close to it, obviously. But then when you think about the rest of this German midfield, again, they're very good, they're very solid, but are they creative? I don't think so, man. So when I take a team like Japan and a team like Germany, I think it's going to be tight, what we saw today. But if Japan's creativity shined like the way it did today, I have Japan winning this game every single time. So that's, yeah. that's literally the reason why I have Japan getting out of this group and why I had them beating Germany on the day. Yeah, I saw the other side where I, I thought Germany had an interesting offensive mix. There was that highlight, that moment where they got four shots up yes. and the goalkeeper saved them. But it was kind of dope how... It, they just reset. They didn't go for it. Didn't, the ball didn't go win those first two times. Reset. Left back makes a run, overlapping the offensive player. Hands it off. Cross comes in. Boom. Trying again. Just trying. Yeah. Knocking on the door. But what I applaud Jap Japan for a lot is that it felt like they they kind of knew that was going to happen. And they, in a way, almost just weathered the storm. Yes. At the end of the day, all they allowed was one goal in 70 minutes, bro. Yeah. And it was a penalty. And I feel like they knew that. They almost expected that. And then they just woke up right they woke up and they just went the fuck off it was almost like it was in their game plan and it worked out man it yeah. worked out so that truly did surprise me and if anything it told me a lesson about how for any team in this world cup no matter the quality that you have if you can keep a game just just tight Ooh, just yeah. one nil yeah. this is a prime example of what you are capable of doing if you can just hold off until finally the other team lets their foot off the pedal and you just take advantage, yeah, man. Yeah. And Japan did exactly that. They were so calculated in that sense. And my goodness, they 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 drove that momentum that that first goal generated. They just went with it and yeah. immediately got a back-to-back -back second goal. Yeah. And from then on, it didn't seem like Germany was going to get back in it. Japan really did surprise me in that sense. Their ability to be almost so mature in that way. Ooh. Almost like, a, like how a big team operates. Yeah. That really surprised me. And also the fact that we've kind of been seeing this build up for a while now. Yes. And I, I've always yes. questioned Japan because I'm always just like, when are they going to finally have that culminate in something big, bro? Yeah, being cold. Yes. Yeah. Round of 16 against Belgium. I thought that was the moment, man. Mm -hmm. Up 2-0. Eventually, the uh, the Belgians come back and win that game. And I'm just like, damn it. Yeah, damn Japan's going to have to do it again. But in the build-up to this tournament, they were showing that there's there's that offensive prowess, bro. Yeah. There, there's that talent for sure, that offensive mix. Uh, they end up beating USA 2-0 in a really dominant way. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, maybe this is a sign of something to come. Right. And then this happens in the first match of the World Cup where things now officially get very complicated for the Germans, bro. Very Oof. complicated yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think every single team in this group will defeat Costa Rica. Yes. So now it comes down to how do you perform against Spain? Yes. Uh, Germany will now have to rely on Spain defeating Japan, and Germany themselves will have to beat, beat Spain. Spain. Yes. Good Lord, man. Yeah, that gets that very is a difficult. tough situation after what we saw happen with between that Spain and Costa Rica match. So all in all, major credit to our Japanese viewers and supporters of that team. They yeah. did incredible today. They took me by surprise. Yeah. And congratulations to yourself for getting the prediction right. No, yeah, absolutely. And just to give more praise to Japan, because I, I, I genuinely think their second half was near perfect, man. I really do think so. 
Um, what changed was the coach making a really cool tactical tactical decision, going to kind of like a back three with wing backs. And basically what that allowed was for them to press a little bit harder because they were just getting they were allowing the Germans to have way too much time on the ball, man. We saw so many times in the first half, Kimmich just get his head up and pick out his pass, man. We saw that way too many times. And so the way that Japan kind of denied that against Germany in the second half is they closed down that space. They got way more aggressive as far as ball retrieval, and it worked. Germany could not adapt to the new pressure that Japan was putting on them. And then from there, Japan got very offensive with, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the best substitute of the tournament so far, Takumi Asano, who got the second goal. Dude, his impact was phenomenal. As soon as he came on that pitch in that second half, he was combining with his midfielders, getting big with hold-up play, but then also just making really havoc runs, really occupying the German defenses, and then we obviously saw what he can do actually on the ball with that second golazo, bro. So at the end of the day, Takumi Asano's introduction into the second half, for me, is the best substitute inclusion of the tournament so far. You think he'll keep coming off the bench then, or oh, I see him starting. Getting, yeah, I see him starting now. You, now. now you have to start him. You have to start him. He was way too good. Even if you take away that goal, let's say he didn't score and someone else did, his involvement offensively was really, really well done. So I like Asano over Maeda right now. So I, I hope he does start. I'd be surprised if he doesn't in the next game. Let's look at some of these super chats. What we got? Cha- Josh Uchizono. Japan all the way, boys. What dreams are made of. Yeah. Honestly, man, yeah. I'm telling you, just the same way the Saudi Arabians were feeling yesterday, Japanese got to be yeah, high on themselves be, oh today, Oh, my man. God. You have to. as a Mexico fan, I know exactly what it's like to be Germany in the World Cup. <laughs> and it is a beautiful, beautiful feeling. So congratulations, my friends. <laughs> Rafael Silva, your thoughts on Brazil versus Serbia now that small teams have been toe-to-toe with big ones. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll, we'll, we'll preview that match for sure towards the end of this, uh, this uh, shoot. Uh, Jerome, once again, very interesting group. Germany was really good. So now we have Spain, Germany, and Japan for two places. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me read. Some. Okay, yeah, let me see the poll results for the Canada uh, just to see how that finished off. 279 votes. 279 votes. No way. 50% say Canada would make it out of the group. 49% said they wouldn't. That's as tight as neck it is right neck. now. Neck and neck. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Good match then. Good match. Shout out oh, Japanese dude, people. And well, yeah, a really <laughs> fun game, man. Such a well-played game from both ends. They both made it really entertaining. But holy shit, dude, that second half from Japan made me so happy. And it's why I love this sport. Bro. How do you think they perform against Spain? Thing is, if we beat Costa Rica, I don't think I'll care. (laughs) I don't think I'll care. And I'll I'll, I'll even wonder what the circumstances will be then because maybe at that point, Moriasu decides to rest a couple of players. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Assuming Spain beats Germany then. Right. Or or even ties them. Right, exactly. But I I think it'll be completely circumstantial as to how Japan approached that Spain game. I really do think so. So when that third game gets there, then I'll give my thoughts on how I think they'll play. Damn, dude. Yeah. From Darth Chewy, these games have been so good. This is why we wait four years for this beautiful tourney. Yes, bro. Thanks for the daily recap. So nervous from Mexico Saturday, bro. Same. I oh am so God, anxious already, dude. but this is why we watch the World Cup. Because, dude, every day we've been given a dude, banger, and a, a complete upset. Games. And then the rest of the games just being really, really good or really solid. Or really tight, yeah, My too. goodness, yeah, yes. man. Okay, let's move on to the next match. Should we do Spain, Costa Rica, or Morocco, Croatia? Let's do Morocco. Let's do Morocco. Yeah, we got the chat asking for Morocco. Morocco is the first team to keep a clean sheet against Croatia since 2006. 
Wow. My God. Wow. Good Lord. <laughs> Shit. Damn, that's, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big stat. Morocco can beat Belgium if they play like today. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Morocco and Croatia went up against each other, and it ended up nil-nil. But it was an interesting match because we both we saw both sides take their punches, have their opportunities. Right. In my opinion, I felt that Croatia had the best opportunity of the day with that Borna Sosa opportunity that where he was on the left flank, slid it through, and I think it was Kramaric that was at the top. And he was one-on-one with the keeper, quick flick in, and Bono saves it. Bono saves Great it. big save right there, yeah. uh, right before the first half ended. Yeah. And uh, I think that was the most obvious moment, unless I'm missing something. I, I think, think that was the only clear chance of the entire game. Yeah. Like, even on Morocco, Mar- I had a lot of half chances, sure. Yeah. But Croatia also only had half chances, man. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because that entire game was essentially what we had expected from both sides. I remember in our Croatia analysis, we were like, incredible midfield maybe one of the best midfields in the tournament a good back line but where the goals gonna come from and i think we saw exactly that croatia dominated possession yes morocco had spells of the ball and they were able to frustrate that croatia midfield but i would say for a large majority of the game croatia at least bossed the game with possession but did they get close to morocco's box did they threaten morocco's goal i'm gonna say no like i mean Definitely no. It just didn't really happen. Now, did they make Morocco work? Absolutely. Morocco had to play very well, and they had to be very engaged to make sure Croatia didn't get going. So that's all credit to Morocco defensively with their backline and their midfield to make it very, very hard work for Croatia on the day. And when we talked about Morocco in our analysis, we're like, look, they have some really good players. They have a lot of X-factor type of players all throughout the pitch. And they do have world-class players, Ziyech, Hakimi being uh, two of them. But we also said they, they too, don't really have an elite offensive line. If you take Ziyech out and Nesiri and Sofian Bufal, they're not the best guys to rely on. And I think we saw that today too, was, man. Was he didn't invisible. do anything. Yeah. Invisible. He Honestly, that, that left wing position was so interesting because his sub, Ezaduli, was that his name? Uh, yes, Ezaduli. He, yeah. he was something to watch, bro. Yeah. Something to watch. He Confidence. Came, he was confident, man. Yeah. But I, I ultimately didn't like how he played. I thought he was too selfish, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he should have just gotten he just the ball to dribble up. A lot. He, was trying, he was trying to create something which... I respect, but man, also hand that ball off, bro. Yeah. But Buffal didn't end up doing didn't end up doing really much of anything. No, dude. Um, but Z, uh, not Z, uh, Hakimi, Hakimi once again just showing how involved he can get in a game, dude. Yeah, he was everywhere. Oh, everywhere, everywhere. A- offensively, everywhere. defensively. Uh, and same with Modric as well, dude. Modric had dude. this classic Modric game where classic. he was just everywhere, making important plays, keeping the ball alive, and yeah. just doing just doing the shit that we we're so used to seeing from him yeah. nowadays, man. Yeah. It was amazing to see. But uh, it almost felt like they canceled each other out at the end of the day. They did, bro. Well, because one other thing that I want to highlight on Morocco and what they did really well was the uh, the midfield display of Amala and Amrabat. Oh, yeah. Dude, they were good. Dude, Amrabat was amazing. They, yes. He was amazing. They, they really impressed me. And I knew that they were going to be good destroyer-type midfielders because they've shown that in the past. But they may have played their best game in a Moroccan <laughs> shirt today, man. They were everywhere defensively from that midfield perspective, bro. But it also showed how weak they are offensively. There was a moment in the second half, or maybe it was the first half, where all of Croatia went up for a corner kick, and Morocco transitioned quickly. Amala gets the ball wide open space. He takes that ball 60 yards down the pitch uh, unopposed. 
But as soon as he meets that backline of Croatia, he immediately loses it. He didn't know where to pass it to. He didn't know whether to track back with it. He can't create with the ball. That's also Morocco's problem is that outside of Hakimi and Ziyech, they don't have it creators. And again, Buffal tries, but he showed on the day that he's so inconsistent, as we already previewed. And then the city's just... He's just kind of there. He's going to occupy space as a number nine. Can you rely on him to score? No, you, you can't. So Morocco are going to struggle to score goals at this tournament, but they at least showed today that they can fight. And they, I think they can fight against anybody in this group, to yeah, be completely no, yeah. they, honest. They showed a lot of grit. They showed and, so much grit. The crowd was in attendance, too. We yes. saw that Morocco's going to be the more favored side at every match they every, play. Yeah, and yeah. so that's going to help because I felt like that even that helped a little bit today. Yeah. And props to their defense too. Getting a shutout against Croatia at the end of the day I thought was impressive yeah. and really limiting them. I think the only other chance I remember was uh, Perisic had a long-range shot that got yeah. close, but that was outside the box. That's that's a, that, You'll live with that. You're fine with yeah. that. Mother just had an outside-the-box yeah. one too. Also, but yeah. again, just went over the bar. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're right. You'll take that yeah. all day long. But I could also say the same for Croatia and their defense. They also did very similarly as yeah. well. Uh, Gavard Vior looked like fucking Bruce Wayne out there <laughs> with that fucking mask on. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. And Dejan Lovren showing his experience. Yep. I really liked him today as Looks well. Looks solid, man. So... Both these teams end up getting a point. I think it's fair for both sides. It's deserved. But overall, I'm just I'm still looking at this group thinking I had predicted that Belgium would go out in first and yep. then uh, Canada in second. Mm -hmm. But really both Belgium, Croatia, Morocco kind of underwhelmed in a sense. I agree. They all weren't as good as I thought they would be. Same. And it's funny because I could say the same about Canada. But if they had finished their chances, if they had scored that penalty, I, they probably would have lived up to what I thought. But for those other three teams, I just I was left a little like, you know, this team, this group was built up. It's going to be like a really tough one where all these teams are going to be really good quality. But mm -hmm. it's a little lower than I initially thought. And I think that's only going to make it more interesting to see who yes. gets out of this fucking group, man. Right, because when we look at the futures for this group, Canada played Croatia next, I believe. And so I had originally thought that both, well, especially Croatia was already going to have three points, right? But now this makes it very interesting because Croatia just have one point, Canada have zero. And they, and again, in a sense, especially Croatia, as you said, both underwhelmed. So I see this game as way more wide open than I initially anticipated it being. I think Canada could actually take it to Croatia. But then again, Croatia could still use their midfield class to outdo Canada. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be just as tight as the games we saw in today's group. And you're right. This leaves it wide open, in my opinion, because I think as someone said in the comments, Morocco have now shown that they could probably beat this version of Belgium. Yeah. Or they can oh, at Morocco least can keep, beat Belgium. Or, and, yeah. or at the very least, they just keep it nil-nil, yeah. just like they did today against Croatia. So, and, and yeah, so this leaves this group, in my opinion, completely wide open. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> no, I have yeah. no idea. Uh, I think the same thing, too, especially yeah. after how things played out this first time around. Uh, what's the poll we can make here regarding this group? Uh, who tops the group? Who tops it? I want to know. And then I need Belgium. I need Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. I don't know. Group F, right? It's Group F, I think. I believe. Uh, who tops Group F? Morocco, Canada, Belgium, and Croatia. Let me know if you need me to repeat that. Guys, who do you think? Who tops it? Croatia can beat this version of Belgium for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Belgium tops. Okay. I mean, if the they thing just, is, since they have three points, they have three points. Since they stole three points today, dude. They actually could finish top, and I would mm. be like, yeah, no, it makes sense. The trajectory makes complete sense. Yeah. Canada or Croatia. Uh, 
Navas is a clown. Belgium's still on top. Honestly, I don't know. I can go with anyone. You guys underestimated Morocco. Do you think we did? Do you think we did? Because we, we, we predicted that they would land in fourth in this group. But, but I'd also we said it with a sense of like pride, though. I, I, yeah. as in like, I, sorry, we said it with a sense of Morocco would play really well, though. They would just unfortunately finish last because the rest of the teams, I think, are just slightly yeah. better. Yeah. 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 So I, don't feel, I almost feel like they, they played like kind of what I expected, to be honest. That's what I yeah. said. I, 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 that's what I meant by Morocco and Croatia played pretty much how we anticipated them playing, bro. Yeah. We really called that game pretty much, man. I think Morocco played very well, but I don't know where they're going to find goals. Let's uh let's uh hear your prediction then Soltero Damas. Let's see what you have to say here. Uh Morocco versus Belgium. What's the result there? Oh god, I, I honestly could see this one being a tie. Yeah. Just because I mean, I think Belgium without Lukaku, I don't care what type of form he is or is not, Lukaku has to play, right? And if they don't have that, Batrai's decent, but I don't think he could get past these Moroccan defenders, man. I'm going to be completely honest. And Morocco has shown that they're more than happy to defend, right? Canada only let in one goal today, and they were so risky at the back. Yeah. But that's how they play. Yeah. Whereas Morocco, they make sure they have four at the back at all times, and they cover it with two other defensive midfielders. So I think it's going to be even harder for Belgium to score against Morocco. But I also think Morocco are going to struggle to go up against really good defenders in Belgium. I could see another nil-nil, man. I really could. Okay. Fair enough. Let me read some of these super chats. Another one from our boy Jerome. Uh, everyone can everyone can beat Belgium when they play like today. Yup. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, I completely yeah, yeah. agree. Uh, from Ji Young Nam, what do you think about Sa South Korea versus Uruguay match? We'll talk about that be at the end of this shoot. We're gonna day, preview yeah. those games. Darth Chewy, wouldn't be surprised to see Morocco upset Belgium. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I me wouldn't. Either. I wouldn't. Dude, I could see a one no win here. Poor today, yeah. dude. Another one by the thoughts on Hazard's performance today. We had said that we were actually pretty surprised with how solid he was. He yeah. was really good on the ball in that first half and good to see him just have a really good display because it's been a while, man. Dude. Been a while since we've seen that. Yeah. Let's move on. Oh, let's look at the, yeah, let's look at the, the, the poll. Who tops group F? Morocco, 22%. Canada, 13%. Croatia, 23%. Belgium, 42%. I actually very much agree. I think so. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I think. I think yeah. Belgium have put themselves in a – even if it's lackluster, mm -hmm. I think Belgium have put themselves now in a good position to top the group. Yeah. yeah. So my prediction of Belgium in first looking yeah, good, man. looking really good. Yeah, everyone else has got some good predictions too. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Let's move on to the uh, – what were we at? The fourth the, match of the day, the, the last one. Yeah, the disaster. For this game – Spain, Costa Rica. I really want. I want to take a 15-second moment of silence for my Costa Ricans, and I. I'm serious. I really want to do this. Okay, I just want to commemorate what happened on the pitch today, and I want to honor the players that were on that field because what happened today was was really rough. So let, let's do this 15-second moment of silence. Chat, join in, please. 15 seconds, please. Starting now. Fifteen. I think that's fifteen. Yeah. All right. All right. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Costa Rica. Rest in peace. No one's surprised. Right? It was carnage. <laughs> no, it was carnage. carnage. F in the chat. Drop the Fs. Rest in peace. That was embarrassing for Costa Rica. But let's be honest, they should not even be at this World Cup. That's what. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, F. Yeah. Thank you for the. Yeah. Thank you. Please. Fs. Fs. Please. Yeah. Jesus I, Christ. I want to apologize to good Qatar. God. 
for calling them the worst team at this tournament. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I true, did. I, true. I want to apologize. I want to now apologize to the hosts because that two nil loss against Ecuador is looking real good right looking now. <laughs> looking really good right now. <laughs> real good for their PR. Yeah, bro. man. God yes, yes. So for Costa Rica, man. But again, I, I'm not surprised by this, man. I'm, I'm really not. As, as that as that viewer just said, Costa Rica should not be here. Um, they do not have the quality on paper and on the pitch. We had anticipated them to being as one of the worst teams at this World Cup. I think you said Vegas had them being the worst team yeah, at yeah. this World Bottom Cup. Bottom two, I think. Okay, Bottom okay. Two. And so I think that that completely Vegas showed got the it day. right, bro. Vegas got it right. Jesus <laughs> Christ! But even then, man, in the deep dive, I believe we said that we didn't think they get blown out like this, mm, man. We this thought they would show a little bit more pride. Mm -hmm. Yes, they lose every match, but maybe it's two nil, maybe even three nil. Yeah, bro, seven. I don't think I've seen seven? Costa Rica in the last ten years concede four. The, I don't think I've ever seen. I think it broke a record. I think for uh, most possession oh, that yeah. a team has had at the World Cup in a long time, if not an all time, I'm not sure. And it also uh, was the biggest deficit I've ever seen because before this it was seven one Brazil Germany. Yes, seven nil, bro, Wee. nil. And Costa Rica didn't have a single shot. Not a single one. A single one. Not a single, a single one. one. It was on. I hated it, man. It, I hated it because these players. These players were something at one point, at man. One point. At one point, these players could have taken it to the Spanish team. But I don't know, man. It's, it's like seeing your dad get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see that. No, I didn't want to see any you of this, You need to man. see that, man. I was saying during the game, once it was like four or five nils, like, why, why are Costa Rica here? They didn't need to come here because they knew that they were just relying on all of their old players. So it's like... You'd rather see a younger team get lose by this because you would, oh, at yeah. that point you'd be like, oh, well, they've never been to a World Cup. they got a future. Or, yeah, they have a future. Or, oh, they just lack a lot of experience. Honestly, like Panama were four years ago, right? Yeah. That, that made sense at the time. Like when Panama lost, like, what was it, 6-1 against England or whatever it was? That made sense because, you know, it was Panama, no disrespect. But, yeah, man, seeing Costa Rica lose this badly was really strange. I, I hated every moment of it, although it was very deserved, though. Like, Spain did what they had to do, and I'm glad that they went out and absolutely demolished this Central American side because that's what you want to see, man. This Spanish team is too good to only score two goals against a weak team like this. This Spanish team had to do what they did today, and I'm glad they did it in style, bro, because, yeah. my God, we saw some bangers. Oh, yeah, they had to pull the trigger, bro. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. Spain was great. Oh, they were awesome. Spain was great. Let's highlight them for a bit. Yeah. Gavi, bro. We've been, Gavi, it's funny. Man. The teenagers have been coming up in our conversations yeah, naturally. Yeah. Gavi's got something to say about the give and go's take on who's the yeah. best teenager. And I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching. He was great today. He was awesome, man of the man. match. That goal he had where he sliced the ball into the bottom. Side foot volley, come dude. On, come on. Come on, bro. man. He was great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, likewise with Dani Olmo. Dani Olmo, his first goal, that little dink over the top, and then yeah. turns around and just boots it over uh, oh, uh Kaylor Navas that was beautiful my poor Kaylor man my <sighs> poor Kaylor yeah. not good to see I don't think any of this was really his fault yes there were a couple goals where I think he could have done better and I'm sure he thinks that too but overall man when you got that defense in front of you the the quality of it oh yeah you, you, it's gonna be like that all tournament bro mm -hmm. it's gonna be like that all tournament uh so I, I have nothing bad to say about Navas in this game but I do have good things to say about that Spanish offense, bro. This is a contender. Yes. I remember going yes. into the tournament, there's questions about how will they perform offensively? Do they have that 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 reliable number nine? Because for a while, it was assumed that Morata would be there. But surprisingly, today, Asensio started. Got and a he, goal, too. And he got a good one, too. Good man. One. He caught that ball real good, Oof. man. Uh, and I think all front, uh, the whole front three, 
Fernand got two as well. Yeah, he did. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, must be, got... it must be nice to, oh. to score seven, bro. To back seven in a game, yeah. everyone's eating, man. Oh, Everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Spain is definitely a contender in my eyes after this game. It, to me, it kind of just told me that they're here to play, man. They yes. are here. Yes. They're not going to be holding back. I even criticized Luis Enrique for his call-ups, and I do want to be fair that Costa Rica is a really weak opponent. And so I want to see how they play against Germany, yes. against Japan, to fully be able to develop my thoughts on this Spanish team. But oh, yeah. So far, man, they're looking great. Yeah, looking looking, great. Look, looking incredible, but I'm going to take the approach of I can't really assess this team fully, as you just said, because they did not get tested whatsoever today. So that game against Germany, I think, is going to tell me, and I think everybody else, a lot more about both Germany and Spain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerron, so excited for Germany-Spain. That is a 50-50. I actually agree with this because... I still think Germany has an X factor to them, an ability to just play up to the level of a Spanish team because of the quality of players that they have. I think where they do suffer is tactically. I think maybe Hansi Flick didn't get it right completely and doesn't know this team well enough. But I do feel like they have the pieces, uh, quality-wise, to compete with the Spanish team, man. I really do. I actually might predict here that they get a draw. I think they might get a draw here, if not even a victory, man, because I still had Germany top in the group, and they're not going to do that. But I might be clinging on by a finger. To Germany getting out of this group, man. Yeah. I, I, I have Spain winning this game. Even without the Costa Rica performance, let's say it was like, I don't know, they played a harder team and it was 1-0 or something. I still have Spain beating Germany solely based off of the attributes that both teams possess. I just see Spain as the better team. Who gets out of group? Uh, which one's this one? E. I get the e. Mm-hmm. Who gets out of group E? Uh, and I'll just do, and just do in second because we're assuming Spain gets first here, do we? Do we? Yeah. Or should we just do it as a whole? Well, what's interesting is that Japan, if they play, because they, they play Costa Rica next, yes. so that's in that's oh, three yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, Japan will have six points by the time they play Spain, Germany. And so then, if uh, if you're right about getting a draw, Japan get a draw against Spain, they they finish top. Oh God! Yeah. So how do I form this question? <laughs> Who gets out of Group E? Germany, Japan's, but but there's two there's two teams that get out, so you can only pick one in a pool. Uh, all right, no, just say uh, Spain or Germany. Which one do okay. you rate? Which one do you rate higher? Okay, yeah, let's do Spain or Germany. Let me see what y'all think. Spain or Germany? Because if Germany do beat Spain, then Germany have an easy game against Costa Rica to end. Some comments here: Germany and Japan will get out. Okay. Uh, no, just Germany versus Spain. Just Germany or Spain. And Spain, 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 easy Spain, Spain. Yes, just like that. Go for it. Yeah, because yeah. the winner of Germany, Spain, if there is a winner, will will go through, we'll basically. Go through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Spain, obviously. Spain and Germany still going out. Spain. Damn, we got a lot of Spanish fans, uh, man. Yeah, okay. Okay, we got a lot of Spain supporters here. Germany Damn. ain't it this year, bro. Spain and Japan are getting out. Spain, but S is silent. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Germany will come back to beat Spain. España, tío. All right. Cool. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it'll be a fun game though. That'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. It'll be fun because Germany need a result, so yeah. that'll be awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Any other super chats? Anything uh, else? Results: uh, 109 votes are in Spain with 76 percent. Germany with 25. Fair enough. We'll see. Okay. We will see. Okay. We will see. Interesting to see how Japan performs against Costa Rica too, if they can crack four goals against Costa Rica because goal differential might come into play here. That's true. And you know, one thing that's interesting is I actually do want to talk about Costa Rica's performance very, very minimally here. I'm curious to see what they're going to do in their next games because the reason why they conceded seven today 
other than just their ability on the ball was they really tried to only defend with five guys at the back, and then they actually tried to have a midfield and a front line. Like, they actually tried to have a structure to their performance, whereas, realistically, they probably should have played, like, eight at the back and then, like, two two guys in front yeah. of them. That's yeah, what they should probably... A whole block. That's what they should have done, but instead they actually tried to play, like, a regular team that could go toe-to-toe with Spain. Now that they know they can't even get close to the teams in this group, I'm wondering if Luis Fernando Suarez is going to be like, all right, guys, to avoid further embarrassment... We're just going to have two low blocks. We're not getting past half field. Let's just try to go as defensive as we can, which would make things interesting because let, let's say they do do that and it gets really hard to score a goal against them because they just they decide not to even attack. I wonder how they're going to approach the next games. Or do they just say, look, we're here. Let's try to play even if we lose every game 5-0. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see how they're going to approach their next games after this drubbing against Spain. Yeah, yeah. Last thing I want to say about this group is in that Germany-Spain match, Pedri, Musiala, and Gavi Ooh, on the pitch. Yeah. If we can find a way to make Jude Bellingham uh, German <laughs> for a day, yeah. we could have the four biggest nominees for teenagers. Uh, the quartet. <laughs> the quartet. Crazy, and have them playing against each other, man. Yeah. That would be great to see. A lot of talent there. Miguel Hernandez, who disappointed most? USA, Mexico, or Canada? Uh, oh, it has to be Mexico. It has to be Mexico. It has to be because, because... USA actually got a goal in, and then uh, Wales came back on them, but they managed to get a point. Yeah. Uh, Canada played so well that even the, so even well. that loss, I wish Mexico played like Canada. Yeah. And Mexico, I think their lack of ability to score a goal ultimately would make me choose them as the worst one, but... I mean, the obvious answer here, though, is Costa Rica was the worst CONCACAF team. All <laughs> right, of us. right, right, right. The rest right. of us, we're trying, man. We're trying. And yeah. I think it's it's solid so far from what I've seen. I'll, I'll take it, honestly. Yeah, on, from all three, you can say, all right, solid performances. Yeah. We actually have something to go off of going to the second games. You can say that about all three of Mexico, U.S., and Canada. Yeah. Let's move forward. Let's talk about future matches for tomorrow. Enjoy the matches tomorrow, and happy Thanksgiving from Chexter. Yeah. Hey, appreciate that, brother. Yeah, absolutely, Happy Thanksgiving Thank to you. you guys. Let's preview these games and submit our predictions for what we think will happen. We got a fun slate tomorrow with Group G and Group H coming into play. At 4 a.m. No, not yet. At 4 a.m., we have Switzerland versus Cameroon. 4 a.m. for us. I don't know what time y'all got to yeah. see it. Switzerland, Cameroon. I think Switzerland gets the victory here. I have them... Uh, Coming onto the scene and getting a big dub against Cameroon. We might see some fight from the Cameroonian side. And it might be 0-0 for a while. I'm curious, man. I'm curious. I'm really curious to see how I'm Cameroon curious. approach. Because after seeing Saudi Arabia, Tunisia, and Morocco play very aggressive and physical, I, Cameroon have to do the same thing. If they want any success, it's been proven. If you're physical against your European opponent, they, they actually struggle to go against you. So Cameroon should have a lot of confidence in themselves to be like, look, we've seen it done plenty of times in this tournament already. We have the quality on the ball. Let's try to do the same thing. Let's get aggressive. Let's get physical. And then when we can, let's use our talent and go forward, try to score a goal. Yeah. I'm I, curious I, to I, see. I do think that Switzerland, they're, they're good about getting results here. They're like the they Euro, are. They're like the European Mexico when it comes to getting out into the round of 16. Uh, I expect them to get a result here because they have to. They have to get a win here against Cameroon to jumpstart their nomination for second place in this group because if they <laughs> don't, bro, them, bro, if Cameroon gets a point out of them, yeah. then it's going to be very tough for Switzerland to get out of this group with Brazil and Serbia as well. Agreed. But, uh, yeah, I have Switzerland winning. I do, too. You do, too? Yeah, to, okay. to make it official, I have Switzerland okay. winning. Okay, following that, the second match of the day would be will be Uruguay against South Korea. And at first, I thought this game was 
a big uh, plus for Uruguay. I thought they would be the favorite ones in this match. But with the way that we saw Asian teams play today and yesterday, mm -hmm. I got to start thinking differently. Mm -hmm. I got to put some credit and some respect onto South Korea because there's a push happening here. There's a there's a bit of a Asian wave infiltrating the World Cup, <laughs> right, right? And it's working in their favor. Could we potentially see an upset here between South Korea and Uruguay? Ah, there's no way. I try, no, no, I try to build it up. <laughs> I, I try, I try, man. I try to see if there was something there. For me, there, there's just no way. I, I think there's actual facts, no disrespect to South Korea, as to why Saudi Arabia and Japan were successful. I just don't see it for South Korea. I really don't. Not to say that they won't keep it tight, though, because, again, the Koreans at the end of the day are very competitive. They've shown it in every other World Cup that they've been in. But I just see this Uruguay is way too talented to not defeat this, I'm going to go ahead and say it, weak-ish South Korean side. So I got Uruguay, yeah. bro. Yeah. Okay, fair. Fair. I'm going to go Uruguay as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Uruguay as well. Following that, Portugal against Ghana. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana against Portugal. This will be a fun one with all the storylines of Ronaldo. Did you yeah, see oh that God, shit, man? Yeah. Officially got uh, kicked from the club. Yeah. Uh, contract terminated. And the uh, I want just really quickly want to talk about it. Uh, the owners are looking to sell now. The Glazers. That's, whoa, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 yeah. Uh, you see that shit? Oh, my God. It was officially reported that the Glazers have announced that they want to uh, start looking towards selling the club amidst all this controversy and wow. uh, criticism. And so there's a quote going around of Cristiano Ronaldo where I think he related himself to Picasso or maybe P Picasso said the quote. I might be misreporting here, but the quote is that sometimes in order for something to rebuild, they got to take you out in the process. And, oh. And if that's what has to happen, then so be it. And so he, he's <laughs> so almost Ronaldo like Ronaldo won this. Ronaldo won this, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now everyone's in support because <laughs> what? I mean, if you're a Man United fan, you want to change. Ultimately, you got to be thankful for what Ronaldo's done these past two weeks because it's finally happening. Yeah. Pretty crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on going for Ronaldo the Portuguese going, going to his game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it should be an interesting one to see how this Ghana squad. Uh, can fight up, fight against a Portuguese side. Ghana has some good names to them, bro. K uh, Kudus from Ajax, yeah. Iñaki Williams. We saw his brother play today for Spain. Yeah. Uh, and then um, what are some other names? Thomas Partey. Thomas Partey, of yeah. course. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Salisu as well in the back yes, line. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. And Onana at the back as well. They have mm -hmm. a they have a good amount of names. I just we've always questioned their chemistry and how they work together because a lot of these guys haven't really played alongside each other for a while now, man. Yeah, yeah. And so. I think I got to go Portugal here. I'm going to go Portugal as well here. I hate to pick the favorites, but sometimes I just have to, man. I think even if Ghana play a good game, the talent and the way that Portugal are playing, it's just too high. It's going to be way too high for Ghana. And I hope they put up a good fight. And I think they will because they actually do have class uh, kind of strewn throughout the squad. But I have Portugal winning this game. And it, it, I will actually be surprised if they don't. This, that, that would be crazy. I, that would actually be surprise crazy. me, yeah. Um, but hey, you never know in this World Cup. Super chat from my boy Jerome, man. He's been coming through for, uh, for us today. So excited for Serbia, and that's the perfect transition because the match of the goddamn get day mm -hmm. will be between Brazil and Serbia. I can't wait for that what game, dude. What a matchup, man. I can't man. wait. What a matchup. Brazil, the best team in Comebol, going up against Serbia, a dark horse of this tournament that has incredible names and offensive talent. I can't wait to see how this game pans out because now that we've seen all these results, you know, upsets happening, 
the Serbians got to be feeling good Ooh, about themselves, yeah, yeah, man. They got to yeah, be feeling yeah. real good. And Brazil, likewise, has to feel responsibility to represent Sudamerica, man. After what happened to Argentina, <laughs> they got to be the ones that step up because otherwise, this could end up being really bad for South America, man. Oh, really bad if, if Brazil even ends up tying this match. But, man, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. This Serbian team has that Serbian sauce, man, yeah. that Serbian sauce. I've said in the predictions video, I had them going all the way to the semifinals as a, as a surprise run, beating Belgium in the quarterfinals, man. I went nuts with that prediction, but I'm committing to it because this team can truly surprise at this tournament. I truly do believe it. Yeah. Thing is... I don't know if they'll start it off by winning against Brazil. Yeah, that's the problem, <laughs> I don't man. know if they'll do it by, by winning, beating Brazil yeah, right off the bat, the man. Yeah, I think they might struggle here. At most, they'll be playing for a tie, but I think Brazil wins this match, and then Serbia goes on to win the next following two matches for themselves, and that's how they'll make it out of the group, by beating Switzerland. Yeah. So that's how I see it. Relax, my Serbians. We're good. We're good. We're okay. We're going to get it out of this group. But I, just, <laughs> but I just don't think that tomorrow we'll see them win the match. Samuel Mapa, oh, Mapuranga agrees with me. Brazil will score three-plus goals against Serbia. Neymar, Vinny, Rafinha, and Richarlison are just too much pace and quality for them. And I agree, awesome and I also want to say that's why I have them as my champions. Yeah. A little bit of a win-win for me here if yeah. either team wins. Yeah, I think Brazil dominates this game, but Serbia will stay composed throughout the rest of the tournament, and they'll get out of the group. Yeah, no, that's a really good analysis. I don't even know if I can argue that because, as you've already said, Brazil has so much firepower. But not only that, they actually play well together in a Brazilian national team jersey, and they're all in incredible form at club level. So you bring all of that together, you get probably one of the better teams at this World Cup. So Brazil definitely are a scary prospect, especially if you're Serbian, having to face that in your first match day. But you're right. Serbia have a chance here to do something special. Teams have already done it today and yesterday. Serbia should take that as an opportunity to be like, look, guys, I mean, we're pro they can look around at each other and be like, look, we're, we, we might be better than Japan. We might be better than Saudi Arabia. If they can do it, we absolutely can do it. I, we already said it in our group analysis for this group. I don't know who's going to get out of this group. Yeah, this even, though the, even though Brazil's here, I truly don't know what's going to happen. I want to say draw, but bro... Brazil might just go off and score three goals, you know? Yeah. And Serbia might be like, shit, we can't defend these guys. But then again, Serbia might get really yes, physical, man. get really physical against Brazil, and then use players like Mitrovic, Vlahovic, and Kostic to score bangers. Yes, yes. So it's like, I can see any result happening here. A Serbia 2-0 shot, a Brazil 4-1 a Brazil win, or like a gritty 1-1 draw. I can see anything happening here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. I really it's don't. Just, that's what gets I just so want to be entertained. That's what gets me so excited. Uh, Vuck says it's going to be the best game tomorrow. I agree, man. Oh, I can't wait. I agree. Serbia will finish third in the group. Uh, best game of the first round. Vamos Brasil. Serbia isn't bad, but Brazil is God-level team. Yes. Brazil has too much flair for Serbia. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, Producer Rudd, can you do a poll for me here? Brazil, Serbia, who wins or draw? I want to know what the people think officially. Folks, submit your official vote in this poll. I want to know who you guys think will win tomorrow because this game will be incredible, man. Yeah. Under those Qatari lights, last game of the last match of the day. I can't wait. I can't wait. So let's see what the poll says. Submit that thing for me. But uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder. I just I'm interested to see who Chiche starts. 
in that midfield specifically. Ooh, yeah. Does Bruno Guimaraes get a start, man? Right. Uh, does he go with Fabinho? Casemiro? Fred? Fred. What, how is he going to play more defensive, more offensive? Yeah. Paqueta, does he fit into this team now? Right. I'm interested to see. Or the whole argument of Rafinha or Anthony, who gets yes. that spot as well. We yeah. talked about that. I had a Rafinha as a starter two months ago. You had Anthony. Be interesting to see how that one plays out. For real. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to say he's actually going to go with Rafinha. Yeah. Even, I had Anthony, but the way I've seen it now, he might go with Rafinha. Yeah. yeah. Let me see these uh, results. We have Brazil 60%, Serbia 28%, and a draw 12%. So most people think one team will win here. One team will win here. I think I actually agree with how yeah. attack-minded yeah. these teams are, man. Yeah. I actually really agree. Uh, Casemiro for sure starts. Paqueta, Fred, and Casemiro midfield. Okay, I can see that. 3-1 win. Saudi Arabia can beat Argentina. Serbia is able to get a draw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give, yeah. Me, give me a Saudi Arabia-Japan final. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be dope, man. That'd be awesome. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I think as for the show, we've, we've covered most of the things. We talked about the matches today. We mm -hmm. previewed the ones tomorrow. Anything you want to say? Just where we're at. Match day four came through for us yet again. Dude, yet again. It was a good man. day. Anything else that we could get? Vinny Goat Masterclass. Tiche will go Paqueta, Rafinha, and Vinny Jr. Brazil media confirmed. Damn, man. It's getting leaked. There's leaks <laughs> There's out here. Leaks. Lineup leaks. Some people were asking about Argentina versus Mexico. Maybe if you want to direct it to yesterday's video, we can talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, people are oh, wondering about yeah. a little bit of Argentina-Mexico buildup at the very least. We can talk about that. Uh, they play on Saturday at 1 p.m. It's going to be an incredible match. I can't wait. I'm already nervous. I'm already nervous, man. Are y'all? Because I'm fucking nervous. But it's also a big opportunity for us to to take down a team that's wounded, a yeah. team that's hurt, that's feeling pain. Mexico can capitalize on that, man. And I, I feel confident in our defense, bro, because we showed that in that Polish game that we have a good defense to rely on. Yeah. So I'm hopeful, man. I am hopeful. Let's fucking go. Let's beat Argentina. Uh, and I'll get to that in a second. And uh, let's see what happens this Saturday. It's going to be a great game. Anything you got to say about that? No, nah, man, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's going to be a crazy game. Tell us about your sleeping strategy for this World Cup. Dude, it's getting bad, man. It's getting bad, bro. I've been struggling, bro. I was, I, I've been going to sleep at 8 p.m. because I have to wake up at 3, but my body just isn't used to going to sleep at 8, bro. So I, so I end up getting up at 12 or 1, getting 4 or 5 hours, and then getting naps in between matches. Right, right, right. That's, right. It's been tough, man. I can feel a, a weight on my chest. I need to get good sleep, bro, yeah. but... Not going to get it for a while. Not going to get it this week. Nah, right. Not going to get it this week. Right, right, Once right, it switches right. to the more regular schedule, that's what I'm going to do. But how, well, how are you guys doing on your sleep schedule, man? How's your mental state? Because Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, for me, I actually took the whole week off of work. <laughs> and then <laughs> I actually am able to go to bed by 8, and I sleep for eight hours. I sleep damn. for eight straight hours. You're sleeping good then. I'm sleeping pretty good, yeah. God damn. I'm sleeping really well. Yeah. Um, who has been the best? What was that other one? Who's been the player that impressed you the most so far? Ooh, that's a fun question. Yeah. yeah. Shit, I'd have to think about that. I've been impressed by God. I'd have to go through every game. Yeah. I'm, oh man. I have to the top play that of impressed you the most. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> Mbupe was great yesterday. Mbupe. Laiduni. Laiduni. Asano. Like, Here we go. There we go. We got comments coming. Asano was Asano I, like was I, for me, Asano is the best sub of the tournament so far. Yeah, yeah, I will stand by that. Yeah. 100%. To Remy. Uh, maybe an English player? I was going to say, dude, some of those English players were uh, were ridiculously good, dude. Ridiculously Griezmann? good. Griezmann? Griezmann picked yeah. out every single pass that he wanted to against Australia. But again, you know, it's against Australia. And the same thing with England. It was against Iran. Yeah. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, that guy 
took control of a tight game. I, I don't know if the guy, a player has actually done that yet. I just had a newborn, so my sleep schedule is messed up already. Good Jesus, Lord. Man. Hey, congrats, though. Congrats, brother. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I think we'll end it right there. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching. We'll be back tomorrow with some with a banger oh, recap dude. because we got some great games coming through. I can't wait. But thank you guys so much for watching. We will be back. And uh, please, rest up. Please. Uh, yeah. See you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you.